0: Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is January 1st, 2023, a brand new year. Time is 6 p.m., and joining me, as always, is Al. What's up, Big Daddy Prep? How you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing fine, and yeah, it's New Year's. We made it to 2023. So many people said we wouldn't make it. We have made it. I don't know how much further we'll make it, but we definitely got to this place. We're good.
0: Well, I... We're going to get into that, but before we do, guys, uh, just remember we got some sponsors we want, want you to check out. Uh, check out Blackbeard Firestarters, one of our affiliates. You Use code DOOMSDAY for 10% off there. And guys, get the ReadyWise stuff, man. I'm seeing sales are going up for us uh, over there. That's great. Keep it up, guys. We greatly appreciate it, and it definitely helps us maintain the show because it's not free to do this. And speaking of the show not being free, guys, the goal for this show for 2023 is to achieve network status to get its doomsday podcast on a network right so we could make this a profitable experience for al and i all right now right right i want to let all you guys know this last december the downloads looked really good and al when i say we are a handful of downloads away from getting network approval we are a handful of downloads away i mean it is it is so close i can taste it it's like right there So, guys, what I need you to do is share the show with friends, with family, post it on your Facebook, post it on your MySpace, post it on your Instagram, wherever you, whatever social media you're on, say, hey, here's a podcast I think you might like, and share this out. It takes you five seconds, and by you sharing it could make all the difference for us getting with a network. Right,
1: And here's something else. Every person that listens to this podcast on regular, you have five or six other people that you can tell about. That, that think like you, you just probably keep it to yourself. Share it and share the knowledge. Let everybody know. Keep our numbers up. Help us to do more down the road. And also, it makes other people in your community know that you're a prepper, too. So, hey, you can work together, not against each other.
0: And actually, guys, do this for your own safety. Do this for your own benefit, because the more people we help get ready, is the less people you got to watch your back for when shit hits the fan. Right. <laughs> so Right-o. share out the show, guys. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everybody. It's glorious. Anyway, um, so yeah, so if you listen to our last episode, we did a pre-recorded episode before the winter storm hit. The winter storm hit, and I wanted to kind of do a winter storm recap because. Things didn't work out so hot for us, and I'm still discovering things that went wrong during the storm. Um, but before I get into all my shenanigans, Al, how was the winter storm for you?
1: It was bad for us, as far as you know, the freezing, and we don't have below zero temperatures that much here in this part of Arkansas. But we did this year. Uh, the wind chill was very bad. Anything that the wind if the, if the cold didn't get the wind did i lost a flagpole i lost about 20 chickens even with all that i do to keep mine good uh we lost a lot of things because of wind cold wind chill things like that so it's not just the snow and the, and the heavy ice that people think it is lots of things cause you problems in this
0: oh absolutely uh so ice was my big enemy uh we we uh So the original cabin we first built on the property was built mainly as like a bug out cabin. A lot of things are meant to be ran like off grid. So we have an instant propane hot water heater in there. I found out today that it froze and it broke. Um, And it's not something that I feel is really repairable. It's probably better just to replace it. Uh, So that's now on the list of things to do is replace the hot water heater in there. I'm gonna tell you what, Al, my rainwater collection system really saved my ass because we pump our water up from a spring. And even with um even with us disconnecting the pump and draining out the lines and doing all that before, you know, every night before it froze, the yep. the lines didn't drain all the way and were froze up for days and things weren't working right. So the only thing we were able to do was transfer water from our rainwater collection system. So, which can, is made of two IBC totes, uh, each one's about two hundred and seventy-five gallons. So we had about five hundred and fifty gallons of water to get us through a couple days while we were trying to get these lines thought out. Right. So that really saved yep. that really saved our asses because my in-laws are in town. Uh, my oldest son's back home now, so there's like eight of us utilizing water there. Right um right so yeah so it's kind of problematic you know when you have eight people there and you have no water uh it sucks (laughs) now uh we so the tanks the ibc totes my dumbass forgot to put the stock tank heaters in them so they froze right uh luckily we have a torpedo heater that and al you're gonna love this shit we got a kerosene torpedo heater right um, that's portable yep. it just needs a uh it just needs a, an ac outlet so you can run the fan in it right that's it but right. so i was in. Ed- i ended up using utilizing the ready wise solar generator to power this thing out at the pump because when the storm happened we also lost power um so we were able to utilize the ready wise solar generator plus the the kerosene torpedo heater to thaw out some things. When the power uh, did come back on, I ended up putting three heat lamps in with the pump. Uh, so running about 1500 watts consistently and keeping all that stuff nice and warm and thawed out with the heat lamps. I was also able to run the, uh, the greenhouse for a little bit, the uh, infrared lights out there, the heat lamps. I was able to run two of those for a couple hours off the generator, you know, just till the power came back on. It didn't run very long. Um, cause that's, you know, a thousand watt draw on those generators is a lot. So I got a couple hours out of it, but anyway, yeah. So those were, those were my shenanigans.
1: We actually purchased two or three different kinds of heaters or, or used two or three kinds of heaters here. We went to a propane type of heater that's, uh, for a ventilated inside that requires no power, no nothing. Simply just light. It's, it's, I call it a souped up grill, but it keeps your house completely warm. We, we found out that's a good option. Uh, we went to a torpedo heater for our shop. And it burns kerosene or diesel either one. You can burn them both. But yeah, we got a backup system for that too. It has to be well ventilated, but it is a good heat source that we've never used before. We were just pulling out things this year because we knew how cold it was going to be to see what we had. And we we've come up with a lot more sources than I had even really had I thought, oh well, we could use this or this. So this storm's taught us a lot. Um unfortunately, Jester, for some people up north, I believe, uh, was it Detroit, where it was that they had so much loss of life from people just absolutely freezing to death their homes and that's that's tragic because we warn people about this, and that's 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 what we're talking about right there, folks. Check on your neighbor. Keep an eye on people and what's going on around you. A lot of people died up there, and a lot of people died in their cars because they weren't prepared in their vehicles either.
0: You know, I uh, read a story also, Al, about a gentleman that broke into a school. I believe it was a school. Yes, sir. Uh, I yeah, saw and, it. And he brought – what did he say? Did it say like 20 people? He, I think 20 people. He brought
1: – he brought two people that he had picked up along the way. He took them to the school, and then along the way, there was a bunch of people that had been stranded in cars. So he ended up they ended up with about two dozen of them before it was over. With
0: no shit. Yep, and he I saved I, their lives. If man, I hope they don't charge that guy with any crimes. I didn't get nope. to fully read the story, they but that's him, an awesome. They guy. gave
1: him accommodation. They gave him accommodation. To the city law enforcement in the city gave him accommodation for it.
0: Nice, so, very cool. He's
1: good. Yep.
0: Yeah, see when breaking and entering pays off, right?
1: (laughs) He actually left a very nice note that he was sorry for any mess that they might have caused by breaking into the door and breaking into the kitchen. But, you know, he just left a nice note. So they figured out who it was. And, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Good story, though. People helping people.
0: It absolutely is. And, you know, so we were talking about this not too long ago about, you know, how it's good to – you know, help out your fellow man and do this and that, especially around these times. And and I got to tell you, that was like one thought I had when the storm was hitting and I was seeing the cold temperatures. I was thinking in my head, you know, how many homeless are out there right now absolutely freezing to death? Like that's right, a thing that's happening. Where are these guys going? Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at ReadyWise.com. D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at ReadyWise.com. You know, it's scary, Al.
1: Yeah, it's scary because many of them are on the street and they they... People can't figure out why these people would get little communities together when they move around from one place to the other. It's because as a community, they can help each other. They're prepping on the most basic way that we need to be looking at how they're doing some of the things they're doing, the the homeless, because they they work in groups. They work together. They go off grid. They figure out how to get this and resources for that. So I'm going to tell you something. Some of your best prepping minds be right might be right out there in those communities with the homeless. They know how to do things that we don't even think about sometimes.
0: No, absolutely. And guys, you know, so you heard about what we did. You know uh, what happened at my house with the winter storm. Al told you about what happened at his house. Uh, the only other, the only other thing is we had to run, um, we had to run new lines down to the spring because we couldn't get these ones on fro So it was like a project. Anyway, uh, I talked to a lot of people. Um, you know, on the daily about prepping and, and what's going on. If you guys aren't following me on social media, you absolutely should be. We have good group chats and things like that. And uh, one one follower, she, her water line froze up and she didn't have water. I feel like for it was at least a week. Um, no. And she was having to, you know, go to different places to shower and, and things like that. Guys, this is serious, and I want you guys to know, this is like the first storm of the season in most areas. You know, winter's not over yet.
1: Yeah, it's just getting cranked up. For here in in Arkansas, we haven't even really seen our winter yet. It's been unusual for us to be cold like this. I believe it was last Christmas, you and I were doing a show, and it was 79, almost 80 degrees on Christmas here. And then we went through all the terrible ice and snow we had last year, and now we've already had a really cold snap so i wonder what mother nature's bringing us in january february march here i figure it's going to be pretty rough
0: oh al man i totally forgot to mention this so today is the third year anniversary of its doomsday podcast this show's officially Ah been up it's officially been up and able to download for three years today
1: (laughs) that's great that's absolutely great you know milestones are great you know we we've built a base of of listeners and followers that are just great folks. Uh, um, We've brought a lot more people into the prepping community. Uh, Jester started this project long before I ever come along. I think we've been doing this right at like 14 months, something like that together. But, you know, his hard work has really got way more people in the prepping community and got the word out there. And that's what we try to do every day is make more preppers. So I, I saw a story this week about this, this, Young black lady that was in her car, and she was taking pictures. She was talking to people. She was doing face live videos and stuff with family. And you know what happened in the end, Jester? What's that? She froze to death in her car. They found her dead just a few hours after. Yeah.
0: Was she, she like, stranded in her car, like, stuck there? Yes. Oh, my God. She was stranded
1: in her car. And there was no way to get to her and nobody got to her and she froze to death there. So, folks, when we tell you we want to see you do better as preppers, we want to 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 discuss the things that, you know, sometimes people say, oh, there's beating us up with this prepping stuff." Oh, that ain't never going to work. You know, after that lady after I heard about her a couple of days ago passing away, I was outside today and I was so mad at myself because I was trying to start a fire in the wind and in the cold and in the rain. I'm out here trying to start a fire and I'm like, I gotta do betterness. I gotta do better than this because I gotta be able to do this if I have to do this. And I thought, you know, This poor lady, if she had been around some of us and learned some of these lessons, some of the things she could have done to stay alive, she wouldn't have burned up all her fuel in her vehicle, and she wouldn't have passed away like she did. So, that's it's tragic, but
0: I mean, you know, hopefully we'll have to do it again. You know, well, the whole thing is, is could I, you know, I mean, if she was in communication with people, nobody could get to her because of the storm. I'm guessing.
1: I guess that's the way it is yeah and, and the the roads weren't being serviced either i think they'd pretty much shut down most of EMS and everything else too because no could get there and i'll go back and find the story but I'll, I'll I'll send it to you for a reference note but she was like 32 years old i mean professional do you Just know what
0: work. do you know what the saddest part about that is you you really think about it al she could have had a, an emergency blanket for under five bucks that could have saved her life. Like just what about that? some emergency food or, or something. Yeah, like that. Just you something that. small. She could have had a two three dollar Mylar emergency blanket that could have kept her alive. Right. Right. She could have had a couple dollar store candles in there that could have maybe helped warm that car up enough, you know, just to help her out. You know, she could have right. maybe had a full tank of gas and kept the car running all night. Just, you know, by doing those things, you know.
1: But if she had listened to people like us, Jester, and we know that we're stuck in a situation like this, first of all, we try to uh, approach it with as much much fuel as you have, as you can possibly have, but then running your vehicle for periods of time and shutting it off. One, not to hurt your vehicle, so you can keep going on down the road later on, but also to warm your vehicle up, Okay, let it cool down a little bit, warm up a little bit more, cool it down a little bit so that your fuel lasts longer so you can stay warmer inside of there. I think she ran out of fuel. Now, she's probably like 89% of Americans, we don't go fill up our tank when we need to. You know right. what happens, Jester.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. I'm guilty. I do it, too. I try not to do it. <clears throat> but honestly, but, with, with the price of gas, it's like who wants to fill their vehicle?
1: Right. <laughs> I mean... These are the things we have to start telling people that maybe they're, maybe they're not going to be huge preppers in the prepper community, but to make them more aware of, of, of things that can help them out. You know, the prepper stereotype, I think some people are like, oh, I don't want to be known as one of those. But they really want the information. So in 2023, I think that's the way we should all approach this is you don't have to be a prepper to learn how to be more prepared. Um. Most people think of preppers as somebody that's out in the middle of the woods, camouflaged up. I got 10,000 uh, MREs back here and a million guns. No, it's that's not all of it is. Being prepared. Some of the best preppers that I've found with content out there on the Internet are just simple folks, just regular folks, just making themselves more prepared for any situation that might come along. Is that not right?
0: Oh, no, that's absolutely correct, 100%. And, I mean, a lot of these guys, some of these guys out there, they're um, living this lifestyle. Like, they're living the off-grid lifestyle. They're living the homesteading lifestyle. And prepping just kind of comes with the territory. It's not that these guys are in fear of the government or this, that, the other. They're like, no, I just want a self-sustainable life. I don't want to be on the grid. I don't want to pay the power company. That's stupid. I don't want to have to rely on Walmart. That's stupid. I just want to have you know what i need i want to grow my own food i don't want to eat what they put in the grocery store like there's a lot of people that have that mentality and it's trending now a lot of people are wanting to be self-sustainable and with that comes prepping right right that
1: ideology that all preppers are the same is is uh, is just false we have preppers that are regular 9 to 5 you know suit and tie people we have preppers of that... Live in the middle of the country, got preppers in the middle of cities and suburbs, some that are secret preppers, some that are public preppers. It's like a huge community out here, but there's a lot of people would love to have all the information that we have. So, as preppers in 2023, I just like to ask everyone out there that's listening if you're a prepper, why don't you go out and make five or six people? Let's just say five. So, you'll be a dozen, a half a dozen folks. Go out there and make five people more aware of being prepared say do you have a, do you have a bag for your vehicle an emergency bag well, let me tell you how to do that or um hey uh do you plant do, do you do you store food for do you do you can and things like that oh you do oh okay well maybe i could learn from you go out there and interact with five other people you'd be a, astonished of how much bigger this this community get in one year's time if you do that
0: Right, and I keep telling people, it, you know, it's kind of a situation where the more people you help get prepared, the less you got to watch your back, the better off things are going to be. It it does help to make people aware. Absolutely. Right, And, guys, I mean, putting together a simple winter bag for your vehicle, I mean, this doesn't have to be a very expensive thing for you guys to do. I mean, a crappy little duffel bag that you got lying around, You know, however many people you have in your family who can be in that car at one time is what you want to prepare for. And I mean, little stuff in there, guys. Hot hands, uh, Mylar blankets, definitely a radio with some batteries. You know, different ways, uh, different heating elements if you can have them, right? Because there's a lot of different little heating products they sell on the market that use like butane or propane or different things like that where you could be warming up the interior of that car without having to rely on the engine. I mean, you could put together a really good bag for under 100 bucks.
1: Oh, yeah, $100 bill, and you could still have some change left over for a little of gas in the tank. Yeah, for real, it's not that big a thing. You know, Jester, uh, I, I think preppers out there, most preppers that are new, think they have to go out and get the fanciest, nicest, greatest stuff. The greatest preps I get are the ones I get for nothing or near nothing, and it's very valuable to me. I mean, I love to go to, to, to retail stores, thrift stores, auctions, you name it, and find a good prep for like practically nothing. It, it, I don't care about spending the big money. I don't, I don't want to spend the big money. I want to spend the low money and get the most I possibly can.
0: Right. I 100% agree with that. And I mean, that that's the thing, guys. When we're talking about this stuff. A lot of this stuff is just... Cheap little things you could do for that are just common sense, right? Like, I mean, think about it. Right. If your vehicle's stranded on the side of the road and there's a winter storm, and it's it's freezing outside, you're not going to leave that vehicle and start a hundred mile hike down the highway to get where you're going. You're not going to do it. You're gonna you're gonna stay in that vehicle. So let's be realistic for a second. What do you need? You need water, obviously. That's great to have. You're gonna need a snack because you're gonna get hungry. So water, granola bars, some beef jerky, in there is going to get you through the night right or told till help arrives okay definitely having mylar blankets guys having the emergency blankets to keep your ass warm that's going to trap your body heat in and definitely keep you warm again a little propane uh heater a little tiny one they sell them they're relatively inexpensive right you could have one of those in your vehicle um there there are just little simplistic things you guys could do that are just easy and i mean I don't even want to think about the amount of the amount of kids that were stranded in cars freezing to death as well this winter. Um, but this That's is right. This is not something I would take lightly. OK, definitely, definitely think to yourself, what can I do right now with what I have to ensure I could survive extreme cold temperatures? And, you know, even if we're going for a ride in the car, I'm bringing a scarf, I'm bringing gloves, I'm bringing a hat. And my wife's like, we're only going right down the road. Yeah, well, what if something happens? I don't like being. Right. I don't want to be cold.
1: <laughs> I have answered that question for people for, for for years, and I'm tired of answering. They say, Why you got that for? I'm like, Why are you worried about it? I, you should be having one of these with you, whether it be a jacket or boots or whatever. I prepare. Everybody says, Oh, you're the best prepper I ever seen them all. I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I just think about it. It's a mentality. Folks, when you become a prepper, it's a mentality. You think, Okay. The wintertime, need to put two more blankets and maybe they it three blankets in there. And then we have a couple of those mild hours We'll stick those back just in case we need them. And we need a little food in there because, you know, that easy, easy quick food. A water purification system. Maybe we need to put a couple of uh, the little water purification straws in there. We really need to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know what we do. Oh, I got Okay. A source of heat. Oh, we got this little heater right here. We can ventilate this. Oh, I'll tell you what, in my bag, let me put a couple of fire starters in there, like a couple of books of matches, maybe a little bit of cotton with the wax on it to start a fire. And you just keep building from there. And and folks, let me tell you something. You, you'll, you'll be impressed. You'll be ready. When you break down and there's 10 other vehicles out there and you're the only one that has anything to keep all of you warm, you are the man. Listen, I'm telling you, people appreciate you helping them to live way more than anything else in the world you could do for them. You'll be the man, I promise you. I've got pats on my back for having extra stuff when something bad happened. Man, I'm glad you thought about that. I just try to think about the things we need. Man, that was good. It happens. It ever happened to you, Jester? I know it happens. I mean, it it have
0: it has it has. Um, you know, I get like, damn, like you're like a boy scout, you're prepared for everything.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get called the Swiss Army knife. I, that's why I get called. He's the Swiss Army knife. So, I'm going to that all the time.
0: I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys what. When we're talking about these portable heaters and stuff like that, guys, I want you to think for a second and realize that a car is a very small space. So, it doesn't yes. it doesn't take a lot to it doesn't take a lot to heat up a car. Um, there's a lot of different options on the market and we're not, we're not paid by Mr. Buddy or, you know, little buddy heaters. We're not paid by them, but they sell, like everybody knows the little red, you know, square heaters you pick up, carry around, you can hook them up to a big propane tank, small propane tank. Well, they have another one that is like a, like almost like a 45 degree angled heater that just screws on top of the, you know, little Coleman propane bottles. Um, yeah guys, these things are under 70 bucks. They're like 65 bucks, uh, online at Walmart, things like that. And, uh, looking at one right now for 64 bucks, these are 3,800 BTU heaters. Okay. Um, safe indoors. This would heat up your whole car and keep it warm. You'd probably get too warm and have to shut it off. Right. And I mean, you got to think just to have something like this in your bag, you know, or in your vehicle, in the trunk, if you break down, you're not you know you're not gonna die um so this heats up to 95 square feet so i don't know how many square foot your average car is but i mean this is gonna do the job okay no
1: it'll do the job
0: right sure um and so check this out guys just to think about this for a second the stats on this thing or it runs for right over five and a half hours on a one pound propane cylinder all right so propane cylinders are not exactly expensive propane doesn't go bad it stores indefinitely So think about this for a second. If you had four of these things, all right, if you had four of them, you're getting yourself almost 24 hours of heat in your vehicle. So if you're stranded, I mean, there's a good chance within 24 hours, someone is going to find your vehicle. All right. Or there's a good, there's a good chance that maybe in that 24 hour period, you know, they're going to come out, plow the roads. They're going to help you get out. If you're stuck, you know, just, just the idea of I can go buy four propane tanks and have 24 hours worth of heat right and that's not yep. that's also not to mention you know not having your car running too um because if you're if you're say every hour you're starting your car up you know just to let it heat back up plus you got these you might be able to survive two days in your vehicle you know oh yes now the thing is, right. is-
1: heat heat rationed out would even even make it a lot longer because you may not be want to burn it all at one time You know, I mean, some people might want to turn it off for a while, turn it back on. So, yeah, you could probably get two or three days out of
0: that. Oh, I'm sure. And so to go back and something else to think about with this. All right. So in this kit, you've got your heater, you got your Mylar, you got your little propane tanks. You're stuck there for 24 hours. Guys, don't underestimate the fact you got to eat. You might have to go. You might have to go outside and take a shit. Right. Yep. So... (laughs) Having, having things in there, you know, also, and don't underestimate this guy's feminine products. If you're there, what if you're with your wife and all of a sudden you're stuck there, 12 hours goes by and she's like, I have no feminine products and Aunt Flo just got here. Oh fuck. Now we're fucked. Right? So the idea of having that stuff in there, having a way to dispose of garbage, like a couple garbage bags, things like that, a way to utilize and go to the bathroom and, and, you know a lot can happen in 24 hours as far as bodily functions go so it's good to prepare for that stuff too but i mean guys we're not we're not talking about a bunch of crazy stuff in here you know no no
1: not crazy at all
0: right no nobody's talking about buying you know we're not telling you guys go out and buy a $200 heater and $300 worth of emergency food and don't forget your solar solar battery packs like no i mean guys, this is cheap, little shit you can get put together in a kit and avoid these bad scenarios. Or if they pop up, you are prepared for them, right? You
1: know what? For a $100 bill, Jester, it's going to be tight because the economy's kind of of on a rocky road right now. But I still think for a $100 bill, I could go out and build you a kit that would get you through almost any situation to aid any situation you were in for less than $100 Less than a hundred dollar bill, probably enough to buy me a soda on top. For it was over with for a hundred bucks, you can do a lot of work. You know, it's like the magnesium rods, most of the time, the places like Harbor Freight run for 99 cents, right? That's cheap. I mean, how much is cordage and things like that? And a couple of tarps, you can buy tarps in a, in a kit and break them down and make a couple of sets out of them. You're know, talking about huge amounts of money here, folks.
0: No, we're not. And I mean, you know, one of the big things with this, guys, is is the portability factor. Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at readywise.com. All right. If you're building one of these kits, build it in something you could pick up and walk with or put on your back. The reason why I'm saying that is a lot of us have two vehicles. I have a car, uh, you know, my wife has a car. We have different vehicles and it's the idea if we're taking her car, pay, take it out of my truck, put it in her car, it's with us, right? The idea but- that this is this could be just thrown in the trunk when you guys are leaving. Um is is just a really good idea, right? And just building these things specifically for your needs. Like, if you've got a family of five, you need five emergency blankets. Don't be like, you know what? I'm going to save two bucks, and we're going to share an emergency blanket. No, don't do that. Just spend the the couple extra dollars. Make sure everybody has their own, right? Right. And then the other thing is, is like, if you're like, you know, I'm not going to buy all those propane tanks. I could never be stranded for longer than five hours. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah. It's not gonna hurt you to have it, and you know, life is unpredictable. Shit happens. Okay,
1: <laughs> I believe it was in Maryland last year. There was a group of people, including a senator, that was stuck for thirty-eight hours on the interstate before they got any help. Oh yeah. damn! Well, it was thirty-eight hours. But this this story I saw the other day of this young lady passing away. On the, you know, on the interstate, nobody, you know, got, she passed away from, from prison. That's a horrible way to go. Folks, you can go out and make yourself a kit that will keep this from happening or at least help your survival. I'm, I'm very sure. And I, and I, I think about, this, I think this, this lady probably, she didn't understand about the prepper lifestyle. So she didn't have a full tank of gas and she didn't do the things that we would normally do. She didn't have the resources, and she did think someone was coming. Well, a lot of times when bad things happen, folks, nobody's coming. The, the, the cavalry is going to be you, you or maybe another prepper in the area. So 2023 is the economy's rough, I understand. But if you're not a prepper, you need to really get started on your preparations. And if you are a prepper, I really wish you would go out and find somebody who's not and kind of like put your arm around them and say, hey, let me show you a little thing about preparation, you know? Just come on, let me show you something. Because together we work a lot better. Uh, just a few of us, yeah. You know, we we act like we're, we're 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 like weird people, the prepper people. But when you go out and make it where everybody wants to do it, then everybody wants to be the cool guy. And luckily, prepping has got to be kind of the cool guy thing over the last couple of years. And maybe it'll just grow. But we need more prepared people in this world.
0: Oh, we absolutely do. And what's crazy and wild to me is, I mean. We talk about this stuff a lot, okay? We just got done doing it. I don't know how long ago it was. A couple months back, we did a show with Texas Prepper Mom, right? Yep. About this. And, you know, we we just did the winter storm that was coming, although it was a pre-show to the winter because, you know, we had to record before Christmas. But, guys, we're saying this stuff because it's serious. When we talked to Texas Prepper Mom, we talked about the Texas Freeze. We knew about the death toll down there, and there's still more that they're not um, telling us about. That you know, right. I think it was estimated about 250 people, but we know that there's more, but they're just not attributing attributing it to the freeze. Oh, and the other thing is, is if you're counting on, oh well, we've got electric, we're fine. They're doing periodic blackouts. Um, yes, they did this to us. Okay, now. I don't know how many people out there are prepared for something like that because even if you're like, well, I have gas, okay, that's cool. Your 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 blower fans still electric, right? So how are you gonna right. how are you gonna power that? Okay. Or if you're like, well, it doesn't matter. I have a wood burner. That's cool. That's awesome. I bet your well pumps electric. I bet it yep. is. So you're gonna be warm. But how are you gonna flush a toilet? How are you gonna have something to drink? How are you gonna do those things? Right so yeah. you need to everybody needs to wrap their mind around all of these scenarios like what do i right now the three things we kind of all rely on are water electric and and um shelter all right and there are things that are incorporated that that makes your house a home that makes this survivable you start taking away these nice little you know conveniences like your electric or your water supply or your heat source It's not going to be such a great shelter anymore, and you're going to be in a really bad spot, guys. And that's what we've been trying to preach on this show for all this time.
1: It certainly is. Um, Folks, if you want to do an experiment, you just take folks and you take away their cell phone for a little while, and you watch how they kind of go crazy without a cell phone. Then you send them back to the house with no cell phone. Oh, the water's off now. Watch their tension go up. Oh, the TV doesn't work either. Oh, darn, they just turned off the power. You just watch people's emotions ratchet up. Um, we should all be able to walk away from all of this and be calm and be able to just go do what we need to do to survive. Um, all these things are nice, but we could all live off-grid. Uh, I, I, I wish I lived off-grid to off grid, to live off grid. I, I, I wish and I, I, I attained to do that very soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I um, I'm working, I'm working diligently every day to be less reliant on the power grid, less reliant on different things. And I mean, so far the only thing we're really reliant on, um, is the electricity. Like that's the only thing. I mean, we we get our own water, we get our own, we have our own septic. Like we're not, we don't even have garbage service where I live, Al. That's um, good. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're for the most part, like, man, if we could shut that electric bill off. And at some point, you know, I don't know if we'll ever shut the Internet off, but at some point, if we could do that, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate to say, but technology and things like that and and all these comforts have made us a lot weaker as people. Uh, You watch people nowadays, how they just lose their mind when things don't go their way or they don't have what they think they need. Folks, we need a lot less than we think we do. Uh, we were just talking the other day about eating and I said, yeah, you know, I used to eat three meals a day. Then I got to where I just eat about like two meals a day. And now some days it's a big meal and a snack later on and that's it. I have tapered down the amount of food that I take in for a reason, because I feel like eventually food's going to be harder to get and I want to get down to a good weight to where I don't have to fill my my stomach up so much and I can function and everything's great. But I I just feel like times are changing and I'm I'm changing with them. I, I, at least I hope I'm changing with them.
0: Yeah, no, I I 100% agree, Al. Um, And so, <laughs> guys, if you take anything away from this episode, please take away that winter's not over yet and more shit is coming. All right. Yes. We are like where I'm at, Al. It's it gets really bad here, January, February, right? Yep. Um. This is like again, this was an unusual cold snap. This doesn't we're not usually dealing with this. Like Al said earlier in the show, 79 degrees last year, right? Yep. Um just do understand. Don't be like, well, winter's already here, it's too late to do anything. Like, no, it's not really here yet. It's not. Um, it's it's gonna get colder. And you you know, for most people out there where they live, you've got about four months of suck left. Right?
1: Yep. You know what's really weird about last year, Jester? On Christmas, it was like 79. On Christmas here, it was like in the single digits this year from last year. Now, we're looking at New Year's Day here. It was like 60-some degrees. And last year, it was a flip-flop. It was like 20 or 30. So, yeah, it's it, it's really weird. And we're going into our winter season. Our winter won't start until well, basically January, February, March. And April, we'll finally be digging out from it that's strange it wasn't like that here 25 years ago
0: yeah no I, I got you well you know these all these weird weather patterns and the world changing and stuff like that i think we're in yep. for a lot worse winters coming
1: yes um i remember
0: al i remember being a kid and getting really bad winters and then when i was a teenager we didn't get shit and then when i got in my 20s again we started getting bad weather again so there there are cycles and my wife was telling me uh she's she's more in touch with stuff certain things than i am and she was mentioning to me al that she uh, she was like poking around in the farmer's almanac and it said it's supposed to be a wicked winter this year she says we haven't seen shit yet and i'm like great that means i have uh, so much more work to do
1: (laughs) yep because it's coming and and prepping for these things folks we did a show the other day. It was telling you that it was coming and some of the things to prepare for. Now that it's come through, you see where your weaknesses, where your deficiencies are, what, what, what you've got a problem with. Now's the time to fix it before next year, or even before it freezes again this year, you know, get out there, make adjustments. Um, we didn't have any faucet covers here at the house. We've always wrapped up with other stuff. Well, my father-in-law wants some faucet covers. You're not going to believe this in the tiny town that we live in. There's only two stores that carry faucet covers. One was totally out and couldn't get any for a week. And the other one had a waiting list that you had to put your name on for when they came in. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's faucet interesting. covers. For the exterior faucets, right? For the spigots outside. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Huh
1: prep ahead of time these i could have got it for 25 cents a piece last year after the freeze was over with buy your stuff up ahead of time then you don't have to worry about this kind of things
0: you know also guys like don't i i I hate to sound like a hoarder but don't throw shit away man if you if you just got done insulating all the pipes in your basement and you got like a a six foot section laying around don't throw that away just keep it because you might need it right
1: if, i am a hoarder uh, i don't care i'm keeping it <laughs> i'll
0: i will hoard to death <laughs> in 2023
1: just pick you a prepping partner somebody that doesn't know about prepping bring them along teach them a few things try to help them to save their lives and other than that let's have a let's have a good 2023
0: i agree with that wholeheartedly we'll see you guys on the next episode have a great day everybody